0: From the Pictures Out There studios, welcome to the Pictures Out There podcast series with Dave Fogelman and Lee Stewart. Pictures Out There ties the future to the present and is a new approach for vision and action toward a better future. And now, here's Dave and Lee.
1: Hi, this is Dave. And this is Lee. And welcome to our latest edition of the Pictures Out There podcast series. We've previously talked about two perspectives. One was connection, our community of caring, and another was moderation and extremes. And these are perspectives that shape the why of the pictures that we make for our lives and for our world. So today,
2: let's take a look at a third perspective that has such a huge impact on our pictures and on our view of the world. We call this perspective widening and narrowing. Widening and narrowing. So what is widening? You might think of it as being curious, developing a thirst for new knowledge or skills or experiences. Some of us like to seek the unknown, have new adventures, meet new people, gain new wisdom and insights and beliefs. Those would all be examples of widening. Then there's narrowing, which is staying within the confines of our already acquired skills and our knowledge and experiences that we've always possessed. It's a comfort and security with experiences and people we already know. It's in concert with the wisdom and beliefs that we already possess. So widening is about curiosity. Narrowing is more about staying with that which we already understand.
1: Yeah, this this perspective has a spectrum along which we make choices for how we view people and the world and our place in it. Sometimes and in some situations we may choose to widen to some degree and then there's other times and situations where we may choose to pointedly narrow and we stay within the areas of either knowledge we've already acquired or skills that we already have, experiences we've already had, um, or people that we already know uh, within our existing community. And we can do this to different degrees.
2: Yeah, so over time, the ways and, and in fact the degrees in which we might widen and narrow our lives it has quite an influence really on our sense of community, uh, the situations where we're more moderate or extreme. So the point is that the choices we make on these three perspectives, they work together over time to really drive our beliefs and expressions on social issues and our view of the world in which we live. They heavily influence our pictures of the future. They are a very
1: big part of the why behind the what. Now, Lee and I are going to postulate or suggest here that the widening and narrowing concept that we're sharing here has some complexity to it. And we make different choices uh, at any point in time on whether to widen or narrow in some different ways. So there's three specifically that we're going to point out today. The first one is on skills. So think about uh, situations where You're acquiring uh, a completely new skill, or you are getting better uh, or improving or or knowing a skill better than you already do, but you have some familiarity with it, or you are choosing to not go acquire a new skill at all. So we would suggest as an example that I'm going to go out and learn a completely new skill area we would call that widening. I'm going to go learn how to skydive. Uh, I've never good luck with that. Yeah, I've never skydived before. I've had some metrics sometimes, but I've never done that. But if I was going to go learn how to skydive, that would be a pure widening thing. If I decided that, uh, it, and I've said before that, uh, I record songs. I'm a musician. If I was going to go learn how to record songs better, I already know how to do that, but I'm going to go get better at that. We would call that deepening, which is a combination of widening and narrowing. I am expanding my skill, but it's more in an area that I already know about. And then the third piece would say uh, if I wanted to go, if I was considering going and learning a new skill that I know nothing about, and I don't do that. I just, I just pass completely on doing that. We would say that's narrowing. I'm going to stay in the skill sets of things I already know.
2: Yeah, staying in my own lane. I'm not even going to try to, to switch lanes. Yes. So the second area to consider here regarding widening and narrowing has to do with knowledge So let's take a moment to distinguish skills from knowledge, okay? Dave just did a good job of describing for us, hey, I want to go learn to do a new thing, to skydive. Or I may try to enrich and enhance a skill I already possess, being able to play the guitar, for example. Well, let's contrast that with the acquisition of knowledge. So when we learn new knowledge areas in a widening way, it might sound like this. We might say to ourselves, you know, I don't know the first thing about the political history of Somalia. And Somalia is in the news all the time. I think I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. So I might go start reading some articles or watch some television documentaries or something of that nature to acquire knowledge about that which I do not know. So learning about more knowledge areas that we already have, for example, perhaps I'm already an expert in the politics of Somalia, Well, if I wanted to learn even more about that, that would represent a deepening, which is kind of a combination, really, of both widening and narrowing, if we choose to think of it in those ways. I'm going to go even deeper into my existing knowledge about Somalian politics. So I might go read even more, or perhaps I'll travel to that country and experience some of their political uh, institutions firsthand. Now, as Dave said about skills... It's also possible to just sit right where we are, right? And say, I choose not to acquire additional mm-hmm. knowledge. I know what I need to know. Right. Uh, maybe I'm not particularly curious, whatever the case may be. I have no interest in learning anything additional about Somalia. And yep. I would just sit right where I am.
1: Yeah. And that would be a narrowing approach yes, to absolutely. knowledge. So the third area that, that Lee and I are going to talk about is related to people. So we've talked about skills and knowledge. And now let's talk about people. So if we, for example, decide that we're going to go ahead and get exposure to a group of people or a kind of person or a community or people in another part of the world or a country that we really don't have any exposure to, we would call that widening. I really don't have exposure to this kind of person, so I tend to have uh, I, I've created an image of those people that probably isn't accurate Uh, it's based on virtually no information or on uh, just a handful of things I'm going to go choose some experiences that are going to put me in meaningful contact with that type of person so that these preconceived images that I have are shattered and I actually get to know these people based on my own real and direct experiences that would be widening as it relates to people And you can start, I hope, start seeing the connection between the idea of community and connection that we've discussed before and this concept that we're describing here. So secondly, if we wanted to go learn more about and actively engage with uh, some different types of people that we already know but not well, again, we would use this word deepening to describe that. I really don't have a lot of exposure to this kind of person, but I've had some. And as a result of that, I tend to have an image of those individuals that's based on some experience, but not a lot. So I'm going to go choose to have more experiences, and they're going to put me in more meaningful contact with that type of person so that, again, my images of them are more and more accurate based on real experiences, and I really get to know them. Lastly, we can have uh, the situation where we really don't know anything about these types of people or this group of people and we pointedly decide that we aren't going to learn about them or know more about them mm-hmm. or really create some real experiences that we have with them mm-hmm. obviously this is a red flag situation and a dangerous situation for for us when we make this choice to have images of people and we think we know them enough, but we really don't have any experiences with them. And so uh, that, that's a choice, again, that has uh, kind of red flags all over it.
2: Yeah, that's well stated, Dave. So narrowing as it relates to people, maybe it would be useful to think of it in this way as well as what Dave described. Uh, I've already got a collections of assumptions and beliefs about a certain type of person, I'm good with that <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go beyond my current knowledge and set of assumptions to try to learn more about them because what if I were dissuaded of my original opinion would I be comfortable with that I kind of like I kind of like, like having, having the, the opinion that yeah, I have right yeah. and new knowledge might disconfirm my opinion which might create some yeah. challenges that for opinion.
1: Me. I already have kind of feels good. Yeah. It kind of makes me feel good about myself. Right. You know, and, and uh, maybe it's a situation where I feel better than this group of people. Um, because I really, I create my own image of the way they are really without any facts around that or direct experiences. So
2: I think we would say that to narrow or to deepen on knowledge and skills is probably a generally good thing. I guess we just say let's be cautious about deepening and narrowing as it relates to our relationships with other people.
1: Yeah, you can you can deepen and narrow uh, on skills and experiences, and I think we would we would kind of say that that's uh, that's a personal choice. Yeah. I mean, what you what you choose to do in terms of the development of your own skills or experiences, it doesn't necessarily. Uh, dictate that there's going to be a social issue that gets created because you've chosen to do that. Right. Social problems get created in the people, that third area, where we, uh, again, do the narrowing without any real experiences to know people.
2: So it's fairly common for any individual to possess both widening perspectives and narrowing perspectives, right? So none of us is all one way and none of the other way. That, however, can cause some problems. Let's give a for instance. Suppose I'm someone uh, who believes that I'm very highly skilled or knowledgeable in one area. I do believe that about myself. But suppose that I believe I'm an expert on all other things, on everything. Well, that's never the case. That can't be the case. But it really does Result in very dangerous thinking because then that might lead to being exclusionary and here I am my set of Assumptions and beliefs are correct and I don't have room cognitively to accept anybody else's point of view So when it comes to knowledge and awareness of other types of people As we've stated this can be destructive if they think they know different types of people well but really we don't if you're certain that you understand someone If you're really, really certain, oh, I get that person or that type of person, you're really less likely to be curious about them, which means you're less likely to explore and seek to understand and develop empathy for another type of person.
1: Yeah, this one's always interesting to me because as big as the world is, as many things as there are to know and to experience and as many different types of people as there are in the world. We will lots of times call this type of person that, that again, translates this, this knowledge in one area or skill in one area to another one that they don't have. The same thing we call them know it alls, right? Right, <laughs> and it's always a fascinating thing to me because it's like, I would, uh, Lee, you would probably say the same thing. It's like the more you know, the more experiences you've had, the more people you meet, the more you realize what you don't do not know, know. and what you haven't experienced and right. people that you haven't met. So, kind of that notion of no, nah, I've I've kind of seen enough. <laughs> I can kind of <laughs> right. I can kind of tell you about anything. That's that's always kind of a fascinating trait when you when any of us come upon that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So much like the other two perspectives that we've discussed in previous podcasts, the places where we choose to be on what we'll call this widening to narrowing spectrum are significantly shaped in our childhood years. That may be by how we're raised, it could be who we have inherited as adult role models or who we come across. Uh, the childhood experiences that we've had, how those shape us. It may be around who we select as new uh, role models, new adult role models as we're growing up, and how we continue to grow and learn as we emerge into young adulthood.
2: Yeah, so there are two really rather distinct stages of life uh, during which we make choices about where we land on this widening to narrowing spectrum. So the first of those two distinct stages is growing up. That's when a large degree of widening is inevitably caused by new knowledge, right? We go to school, we're getting introduced to topics and information that we had not previously been exposed to. That by definition is a widening experience or perspective. So we acquire new perspectives and new experiences that just really occur quite organically or natural throughout our childhood and growing up years, right? But even during this growing up period, the degree of widening can be restricted or limited or curtailed if an individual is limited in having new experiences or acquiring new knowledge. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of reasons for that, uh, that when narrowing occurs during what we're calling this growing up stage, it can be out of fear. You know, we come across something and there's the potential to go widen ourselves, but it's scary. It may be a lack of resources, and we, I think, are all aware that all of us don't grow up with the same amount of resources available to us. It, or we may be taught by our parents that new experiences, knowledge, and insights are to be avoided or certain types of those experiences or knowledge are to be avoided. One thing that, that Lee and I would certainly want to lift up uh, is an exception to the limiting element of narrowing is when uh, a focused effort is chosen to achieve some kind of significant narrow success. For example, it's you know, very common that someone wants to have an academic achievement or an athletic achievement. Uh, and they want to become really good at a hobby or activity. A world-class
2: pianist, uh, yeah. Exactly,
1: and so there's a huge amount of time and effort that's spent on that specific skill or set of knowledge, and so those kind of narrow achievements or successes are frequently things that, that children, in particular, are encouraged to go do, mm-hmm. and they can be very rewarding to an individual. They can give them confidence. Uh, Or a small group or team may have that same kind of objective. And they can be inspirational to others when you see somebody get that kind of narrow success. Uh, That inspiration, lots of times, uh, though, will tend to be focused on future narrow successes. So if I see somebody, I know someone that became this incredible swimmer, the lesson I may get out of that is, gosh, if I go and really focus in a narrow way on something, I can get great at that too. Uh, it's not necessarily describing broad or wide future successes that pull in significant numbers of people or segments of society
2: yeah it kind of by definition keeps your sphere of, of contacts relatively small mm-hmm. i know the other people in the pool at five o'clock in the morning when we're right. swimming and i might know a, cu- a couple of coaches but i'm unlikely to know the group of musicians who live just right next door because we're not into the same thing right so frequently this this pattern of widening or narrowing that we acquired in our growing up stage, it carries into our second stage of life. So once a fundamental amount of knowledge and experiences have been acquired while we grow up, then an adult typically has a significant degree of determination on how much and what types of new knowledge and skills, experiences they're gonna acquire for the rest of their lives. We go off to college, we select a major. At some point during you know, early maturity, we have some choices about where we're gonna focus our widening and narrowing perspectives. So we call those active decisions to continually widen one's knowledge, skills, and experiences in this second stage of adult life, we call that growing out.
1: Yeah, along this path of adult life, individuals are making frequent and ongoing decisions about whether they're going to continue to grow out as we're calling it and widen their life or whether they will pull back and narrow uh, their acquisition of new lot knowledge skills and experiences and lots of times much of that seems to be dictated to us it may be in a vocational setting where we don't necessarily think we have a ton of choices in that regard that that's, that's dictated to us. It may be in raising children and other situations where it seems to us to be pretty obvious what we have to go do right. to be effective or to do that well. Uh, but so so that's going on in our adult life. Lots of times late in the second stage, this growing out phase, adulthood, as we age and get old, there seems to be... Uh, a general tendency and trend toward less widening and more narrowing from whatever level of widening we may have done as what we'd call prime and mature adults. It does seem like sometimes that we often get tired. We tire and then we retire. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, so it's just a, an interesting process. We thought what we do here as we've done with other things is share uh, our own perspective on widening and narrowing and mine can be described at this juncture of my life uh, very simply it really is a personal priority for me to live ideals and passions as best i can in the time that i have and those are passions and ideals that have been developed in me over the course of my whole life uh, that includes widening into new areas. So I do have a lot of energy around continuing to widen on, on all areas. Probably more knowledge and people than necessarily skills. And I have a lot of areas where I certainly have an interest in deepening. Um, I will have occasions where I need to have a short-term narrow focus to deepen my skill that may be on how to do a podcast or things Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. uh, or expertise in something that is already of interest to me but those occasions take up a lot less of my time than activities where I'm widening into what feels like a
2: new area. Well I'm delighted to share my perspective because it's ongoing it's continuing to unfold. So I work as a professor at the university level and within the past six months or so Uh, circumstances have dictated that I teach working professional, adult learners, engineer professionals about leadership and management topics. So I'm in a room, a classroom full of professional engineers. I don't know the first thing about engineering, Dave. I couldn't snap two Lego bricks together. But you can learn. (laughs) (laughs) So as it relates to widening and narrowing, here we go. I do possess a doctorate degree in leadership and management. So that's an example of deepening, right? I know quite a bit about that topic and I continue to research and learn in that topic because it's a great passion of mine. But here's where the widening experience comes in, right? Engineers need different things, even different skill sets by nature of their profession. So my job as an educator is to try to apply what I know about leadership and management principles into their arena. So I have, I continue to educate myself on engineering topics because I think I need to do that to best connect with them. So there's a very simultaneous widening. And deepening that's going on, even in the very same concept there of just teaching a classroom full of engineer professionals.
1: And I love your example because it crosses all three of these areas we've talked about, right? It you, does. you are learning about a group of people yep. that you know about, but that knowledge of engineers is deepening. Yes. And you have certainly knowledge that you're gaining on on what leadership and that type of thing means with that group and you're developing an enhanced skill, you're deepening your skill at teaching.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Facilitating. It does connect all three. As Dave said 5 or 10 minutes ago previously in this podcast, we think we know people. Well, yeah, have I met a few engineers in my life? Of course I have. Have I been around that professional group to some extent, but not to the level of intimacy, I'll use that mm-hmm. term, that I'm experiencing now. So I have tremendously rich learnings about their process, their mindset, how Mm -hmm. they go about things. Mm -hmm. It's been a very widening experience for me. That's kind of our simple perspectives as it relates to widening and narrowing. Equally important, what are the choices that you have made to either narrow or to widen at different times in your life? And we would say particularly think about that as it relates to people. How do our choices for ongoing community of caring Aligned to our choices for widening and learning new things about other people. Maybe other types of people that we don't already know so well.
1: And why? And we really want to underscore this people piece. So we've talked about skills and knowledge and people. And we're really underlining here the people side of this. And so why does that matter so much? It matters because we believe every person has a story. You, you either create that story or life creates, creates that for story you. for you. Every person has a very interesting story. Every person has a unique perspective that no one else has. Every one of us. So if we are curious about each other, if we are interested in each other, if we listen well, if we ask questions of each other, and then we're open-minded and open-hearted, it is virtually certain hearing someone else's story is going to be interesting and it's going to make us care about them. There's a lot of different scenarios during a person's adulthood that require a widening or narrowing choice. We make these choices again every day. Uh, There is still so much out there though for us to experience and particularly with other people and to understand. So we're now going to move to that segment where we're having a conversation with future generations. And so I think one of the things that we would set up is certainly the expectation that people in the future that we're talking to here now, you all, that you all have managed to do better than we have in understanding widening and narrowing and deepening and how those things work and they work together with skills knowledge and with and particularly with people and that you all are just at a different place with that and are have more success i will call it at managing those things together toward the betterment of people individually and as a society
2: yeah we expect future generations that you have become more purposeful in applying this widening and narrowing continuum or spectrum we understand that you probably apply it more strategically and more positively rather than leaving it as an unexamined behavior as we have here in the present so here's how we expect you got to that point in the future we believe that curiosity and critical thinking and very importantly that humility were taught and reinforced from a very early age. Probably, in addition, imagination exercises were taught and reinforced from an early age. We actually taught children as they were growing up how to exercise their imaginations, even beyond their native skills.
1: And so what did you all have to overcome to get to this different place that you're at? Well, you had to get past the, the notion that we f- very frequently do in this age of squashing new ideas, squashing imagination, squashing new perspectives, and you got to the point where that wasn't done. Imagination was reinforced and new ideas and new perspectives were open and sought and considered. You also uh, got rid of some of what we certainly see in this era of competitiveness and jealousy around new knowledge, skills, and experiences that others have acquired. Are we great today at hey somebody just went and learned something new and we don't know it? Are we great at acknowledging that or do we kind of have this moment where we go, "Ooh, somebody knows something I don't know. Ooh, somebody's acquired a skill I don't know. Oh, somebody's had an experience traveled somewhere that I haven't been to." Mm-hmm. Do we do we have that instant of competitiveness or jealousy that may go on or do we get rid of that quickly well we think you all just don't have that you embrace it you welcome all of that and you don't feel competitive in in those types of things
2: yeah so you in the future are thinking about come on guys back there in the past (laughs) why was it so difficult for you to get to this new better place so here's why it was really harder from this end with this end representing current state than now It was harder than you would think to do it sooner than it was achieved. Uh, We didn't really fully appreciate our unique individuality. We just hadn't gotten a deep understanding of that yet. Perhaps we didn't fully appreciate our connection to all other humans, and that lifting up any
1: individual person has the effect of lifting all of us up. So congratulations, those of you in the future, for getting to a different place. We hope that you're hearing where we are now and are describing this gives you hopefully an appreciation for the journey that's been made between the present and where you all are now. Thanks again very much for joining us today. We'll talk to you
2: soon. Bye, Dave. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining our podcast today. For more information about pictures out there, products, services, and communities, or to contact us, please visit us at picturesoutthere.com or reach out to us on Twitter at the handle PixOutThere. You can also find us on Facebook. Please join us for our next podcast. We hope you have the day of your dreams.